what the game's all about. All of a sudden, you feel like you can't miss. Hello and welcome to Buckets here on the Action Network podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Anderson, here for another Friday happy hour. And today it is all things MVP. And one of the weirder MVP races I remember sort of feels like it's just preseason. We're starting new. We got a whole slate of options in front of us. There is no favorite anymore. We are starting over. Today, I've got Action Network analysts Joe Delera and Roberto Arguello on with me. We're going to draft MVPs today. We're just keeping it easy. Three of us, three picks each, three rounds. We'll just go right in order. Roberto first, then Joe, then me. We're going to draft three $100 bets on the best MVP values on the board. So it's kind of feeling wide open. Uh, as recently as maybe 10 days ago, this looked like Steph Curry and Kevin Durant all the way. They were co-favorites in either order at, at most books. Joel Embiid was 16 to 1. We talked about that here on the Buckets podcast as a possible value. Since then, Joel Embiid hasn't played anyone. And guess what? That's when Joel Embiid eats. So he is pounding on guys. He has become the favorite at DraftKings. As of this morning, we're recording on Wednesday afternoon. By the time you listen to this on Friday, we'll have new favorites, I'm sure, because this thing is changing every day now. So at DraftKings, it goes Joel Embiid 1, Giannis 2, Steph 3. At FanDuel, Steph Curry is the favorite. Giannis 2, Embiid is third. At BetMGM, Giannis is the favorite there. Steph 2, Embiid 3rd. That's the same I'm seeing at PointsBet, FoxBet, a few others. So Giannis, Steph, Embiid seems to be the consensus, I guess, if there is one. That's what we got. So we wanted to jump in and draft some MVP picks. We're just do a couple of minutes on each pick here and zoom on through. Roberto, you have the first pick in our draft. Who you got? First pick, I'm going to take Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis uh, is at plus 320 on FanDuel. And I like the value here because the Bucks have not been healthy for the majority of the season, but now they are. Um, whereas other teams are MVP candidates, the health is waning right now. Um, so I like that value uh, with Giannis. I also like that when the Bucks are at full strength, they have been dominant. They're 18 and three. He's the defending um, champion, defending finals MVP. Voters like him. They didn't want to give him the MVP last year. He had similar numbers or MVP caliber numbers. And now I really think there's value on him, especially as you alluded to, Embiid had played a bunch of nobodies the last few weeks. I think it's kind of a sell high spot on him uh, by buying Giannis as well. Yeah, I like the Giannis pick. I have him second on my board. Where's he at for you, Joe? It was going to depend on how the board kind of shook out, but I had him at least in the top five, but he wasn't in my top three choices for who I want. Yeah. All right. Well, that's, that's a good preview. Roberto, I, I think it makes sense. You kind of laid out the case pretty well. Giannis, this was our position on buckets before the season. I think all of us at Action Network thought Giannis was pretty good value. He was about eight to one, eight and a half to one before the season. He felt and feels still now kind of like the default choice. He's the LeBron. LeBron was that for 15 years, maybe still is that. We'll see where he goes on our on our draft. But Giannis just is the easy choice in a year where increasingly they're there might not be an MVP. We kind of had that last year where Jokic became the default. He was so good and there just ended up being no one else and we had to pick him is kind of how it seemed with voters. It feels like Giannis is setting up that way. Like, I don't know that he's going to be the sexy choice that everyone's really excited. I don't think people will dread it. People like Giannis, like you said, but he, he seems like a good default choice. So 
Joe, I'm eager to hear who is atop your board with the number two pick. I am going to be taking the other person that you alluded to. I'm going to be taking LeBron James at 50 to one. And a lot of this has to do with the fact that I think that this presents a lot of cash out value. This is something that we've talked about uh, on previous buckets pods and, you know, in different articles, but they got Anthony Davis back and, you know, whether or not that's, you know, like the composition of that team is good or not. They're still only four games out of, you know, being a top five seed in the West. They're currently in eighth, and they're free games behind the Mavericks in the loss column. So if any, like we don't really like to give MVP awards out to like lower seeded teams, but if anybody's going to break that rule, it's LeBron. Um, and I think that, you know, if they get hot, they go on a little bit of a streak here. You know, he's still getting the flashy plays. Like he had two back-to-back steals and absolute hammer dunks against the Nets the, like last night. So he's still got that electricity. He's got that factor and people want to root for him. People want to bet on him. I could see this line getting bet down uh, and you kind of have an opportunity to maybe cash it out. Plus, you know, he's averaging some of the highest points per game of his career or like of his recent career anyway. And out of these candidates, He's actually number two to Durant by like he's got 29.1 points per game while still obviously dishing out his rebounds and his assists. I I think it's hard to not see some value with LeBron at 50 to one, especially. And I think that, you know, the Lakers need to make a push. They do not want to be at the bottom of the conference again. They don't want the same situation to happen. And I think that they're going to be motivated to make make either some roster moves and i think ad and lebron are going to kind of ball out for a little bit and there's no like concern that it's somebody else's team it's lebron's team yeah i agree with that lebron makes a ton of sense to me i had him fourth on my board just because i fall in the trap a lot of times as you gentlemen both know of looking for the long shot guy that ends up showing he's great value and then coming up short anyways and you don't win any anything from that so LeBron, I have three guys that I think really, truly can win the MVP that are at the top of my board. LeBron is fourth for me. So I think he can, but it's going to take some falling out from some of the other candidates, which, you know, they, they're they are prone to do. So that might happen. LeBron might still be that default choice that we just talked about. And I think what you get with LeBron, too, you know, he's only the eight seed right now. But if anybody in the league, if they're just going to throw out all the voting rules and the history and the high seed and the wins, it's LeBron. Like that's, you know, I've been on the Action Network NFL podcast all season talking about Tom Brady as the candidate and the Brady LeBron. It's the same thing. Voters will fall over themselves to give him the career award, the aged LeBron scoring award. And, and frankly, he, he deserves to be in the conversation. It's not his fault that his teammates are all terrible. Uh, Roberto, I'm curious, where, where did you have LeBron on your board? Was he a draftable for you? He was draftable for me. I had him fifth in my board. Um, I liked him a lot. I just think, as we said, as you just mentioned, his teammates have too many detractors, uh, on the defensive end specifically. And then, but I do like that the heat, the, sorry, the Lakers play at one of the fastest paces in the NBA to give him a lot of possessions. He's playing a lot of minutes too. Um, surprisingly a lot. If I was a Lakers fan, I'd be mildly concerned about that, but he's getting the opportunities to do that in the regular season. He's put up 25 points, an absurd number of straight games. Uh, and I don't see him slowing down. His shot looks great this year. I just don't see them getting high enough in the Western Conference, especially with the top two teams, uh, the Suns and the Warriors. Well, actually, and I should say the Grizzlies, top three teams, significantly ahead of everybody. Uh, people don't realize that the Grizzlies, I think, would be number one in the East if they were in the Eastern Conference, and they're third or second or third in the West. So 
Um, there's just too big of a gap for me to get behind LeBron. Yeah, that makes sense. It, it the cash out value, like you said, Joe. It's hard to hard to imagine there not being that two week period where it's Le- LeBron time again. You know, where he leads every mm-hmm. show and the Lakers make a run, they win five or six in a row. Anthony Davis is healthy and looking good. It's gonna happen. They have LeBron and Anthony Davis. We know the roster is gonna turn over. It's what LeBron does. He'll trade off some guys and bring in some buyouts. There's gonna be a moment. I don't know if we'll get all the way up to winning the MVP, but 50 to one, I, I, I'm shocked that that number has stayed that low. So my first pick and the third pick overall, I'm going to go with the guy that I think is going to win right now, and that is Steph Curry. Steph would not be who I would pick to win, who I would vote for, even though I've long been a huge Steph apologist. He has really fallen off since November 30th, 23 and a half points, five rebounds, six assists a game, only 45% on twos, only 33% on threes during that span. By a lot of the advanced metrics, box plus minus and some of that stuff, he basically, since November 30th, is kind of a borderline all-star sort of player. It's Steph, though, and I just feel like the narrative, that we, we crowned him like a month ago, six weeks ago. We decided he's the MVP frontrunner, and this feels to me like just that typical midseason, well, but that's boring. Who else could we talk about for a while sort of thing? And I know it's not just that. Draymond is out. That's a serious concern. If he can't get back and healthy, the Warriors are going to fall in the standings. And the whole reason Steph is the favorite is because the Warriors are so high in the standings. So I think the Suns, I don't believe, have a real MVP candidate. So if they're the top team and the Warriors are the next team, this is as close as we get to a best player, best team award. We love Steph. Voters want to get reward Steph. I don't know that he should be the deserving winner for this season, but plus 350. I actually think there's some value there compared to what it was a couple of weeks ago. And uh, that'd be my top pick here. He actually was number one on my board. I actually like Steph a lot. I had Steph on my board. I just wanted to, I kind of wanted more value play, but I do, I do think there is some value because it's like you're buying low on him because like, I don't like Steph shooting below his career averages, like almost all across the board over the past two months. Like he's going to, he's going to regulate back to the mean and I think you're going to see Embiid like regress. Like that's not like, or like a, you hate to say it, but the guy's hurt every year. He's hurt all the time. So if he misses time, like it, it basically just creates a vacuum. Roberto, where was Steph on your board? Steph was second on my board behind uh, Giannis. And I had Giannis and Steph in a tier of their own, significantly ahead of everybody else. Um, like you said, or like you guys both alluded to, Steph in his Steph's in a little shooting slump right now. So there's definitely going to be some regression toward his mean in the near future, especially with clay playing more often now um, and getting stronger with every week. Um, You're going to have to take some lumps without Draymond in there right now. But once Draymond's back with clay, I think Steph's going to take off. Uh, So I think this is pretty decent value with him uh, right now at plus 350 on DraftKings. Um, The question is, how long is the slump going to be and how ugly is it going to stay without Draymond? Are we buying low or is the bottom about to really fall out on the Warriors? And I think it's either one or the other. I think you're either getting in and within three weeks, we're going to be right back to him being the clear favorite again, or the Warriors, you know, Draymond doesn't play until March or something. Maybe it's total speculation. No news reporting here. But like <laughs> if if something happens with them and, you know, maybe Clay gets a nick and ends up sitting a couple of weeks, it is, the Warriors aren't going to stay where they're at. They're either going to 
get Steph hot again, Draymond back, and they're the Warriors again, and I like him as the favorite, or you're going to lose the bat. That's all right. We're, we either win or lose, so I don't mind taking the bat here. All yeah, right, Roberto, round two. What's your next pick of the second round? First pick of the second round, I'm going to take Joel Embiid at plus 375 on points bet. Uh, Joe alluded to the one big detractor for him, which is his injury uh, history, uh, or one of them, and another one being that the supporting cast. However, sure, you're not going to get as good a value as you did at 16 to 1 a few weeks ago, but it sounds like if you hear what uh, Daryl Morey's been saying, where, hey, maybe we won't have to go for that big swing and maybe we'll try to get some pieces in here that can help us make a run at a title so we don't just squander this incredible season by Embiid. Uh, this is kind of a bet on the Sixers getting somebody else on their team that they don't currently have. It's also just a bet against the Nets uh, because the Nets don't have their team healthy. They don't have Durant. And the 76ers are really close to the number one seed. They're within three games of the number one seed in the East. And there's a chance that they could go up there and become a top two or three seed. And in, and if Embiid's the only all-star caliber player on that team and he puts them on their back, gets them ahead of maybe the Bucks and or the Nets, I could see it happening for him. Uh, the question is, does, does he get the help to get there? I like Embiid more than anybody else on the board, but I don't love him. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, eight days ago, as we're recording this, eight days ago, so Tuesday last week, on this podcast at Buckets, I made the case for betting on Philadelphia at 16 to one to miss the playoffs. And then in the same podcast made the case for Joel Embiid at 16 to one to win the MVP. It's kind of the same thing. I was just saying about the Warriors. It feels like either Embiid stays healthy and we know how good he is when healthy. And there's the vacuum there. If he plays the rest of the season, he is a serious, serious contender for this award. I don't think anyone would question that. If he doesn't stay healthy, then the bottom falls out. They fall down the standings again and, and you're out of your bet here. So I liked it at 16 to one because you kind of had the range of outcomes. For me, he's not really on my board here, not because I don't think he can win, but because I don't like the value now that the number has shrunk so fast here. Uh, Joe, where did he end up on your board? I like also don't have him on my board. I I, I have him like very low on my board. <laughs> like yeah. if I didn't have, if there was just an option to just never pick him, I would never pick him. Um, <laughs> I just think that, the line has moved way too much in the past like week. And it's like something like he beat, he like, he does put up these monster games and like, it's impressive. Like not anybody can just go put up, you know, like a 42 and 14 game. But then when you look at it, it's like, okay, the Pelicans started nobody, you know? And it's just like, I don't know. Like it just, it, it, it leaves like this weird situation. Like I feel, it feels uncomfortable almost like betting on him because I don't buy it like on like, like I haven't seen him. Like I want to see him go and do it against like Giannis. And like, I want to see it on like prime time. And I want to see, and like, I want to see that happen with the Sixers. And I just, I don't know, like it just doesn't feel that way, especially when I do think that there are some flaws in his game. Like you double him and he's going to turn the ball over. Like, so it's just, there's certain things about him that I don't, I don't know. I just, I, I have trouble getting to an MVP bet. Uh, at that number anyway like if it was 16 to 1 like two weeks ago yeah sure but the four like you know the plus 375 I think is tough for me Embiid has just reached the status with the injuries especially and and just his he, he reminds me of prime Shaq where you just don't know if he's just going to show up that night like if yeah. he decides to just trash the other team center and destroy him then he's going to but yeah, I just yeah. 
I, I'm going to just have to lose money to Embiid winning the finals or winning MVP. I just, I, I'm out. He can do it. He absolutely can. He's got the talent, but I'm just going to have to lose my bet for him to prove that to happen before I can reconsider for me. So, uh, Joe, second pick for you, second round. So I'm going to take the uh, the big man that I would prefer, and that's the reigning MVP, Nikola Jogic. I think that he's just been insane this year. Uh, he's got the number one point differential in the league with players that have played like any type of real minutes. He's at plus 26.1. The next closest person, which is like, kind of random is George Hill, but like, and he, and he's got eight plus eight on him. So I think that like just his impact has been incredible. He makes his teammates better. Uh, he's got 26.2 points per game, 13.9 rebounds and 7.6 assists. Those are like numbers that LeBron puts up in the finals and, you know, he's doing it in the regular season. So I think that, that with that and the fact that, you know, they're already, they're, they're tied with the Mavs in the loss column for the, you know, for the, for the five seed and the jazz are banged up right now. I don't, I think it's possible that the nuggets could really get up there. Maybe they can get up to the three seed. And then you look and you see, he's got all these advanced metrics. He's having one of the historically great seasons. And I think that after last year where you said like, okay, yeah, like he was named MVP and people weren't really upset about it. I think voters could kind of get behind that and say like, yeah, we could do it again. We could run it back. Like he's having an insane year yet again. So I, I really like this spot and, you know, they're going to get Murray back. They're maybe going to get Michael Porter Jr. back. If they, it, it, I don't see why they couldn't make a run. Like they're basically at, in terms of their roster, they're at like the bottom of what they could possibly be putting out there. So I think that their ceiling as a team is higher, which I think also helps him in terms of improving his standing with the voters, because we know he's going to put up the numbers. Um, and I'm not really concerned about that part. If the season ended and I had an MVP vote, he would be my MVP. The advanced metrics, like he, he broke them. The, the BPM and VORP and EPM, he's first at everything. And he's, he's like, if you graph it, he's off the screen. You have to scroll to try to find where Jokic is at. And the only one who's kind of close to some of those metrics is Giannis. And so if Giannis falls back a little bit or the Bucks fall off a little bit, to me, the best way for Jokic to win is just He's just so much better than everyone. And you yeah. gotta you get to kind of throw out the record and everything else. I mean, like you said, 26, 14, seven and a half are just absurd numbers. Like no. we just take it for granted now. And and they're efficient numbers too. They're not they're not Russell Westbrook numbers getting to those numbers. No. So yeah, uh I'm curious. If you had a vote right now, Roberto, who would be your vote to win right now today, the MVP? My vote would be on Jokic as well. Um, you pretty much stole everything I was going to say. Uh, he leads all the advanced metrics by a wide margin. He is the best player in the NBA. I thought that, I think that he, Giannis and Embiid in some order are the best three players, but I like Jokic the most. What he's done this year has been the most impressive for me. Uh, look at what Giannis did when he didn't have his best players around him uh, and look at what Jokic has done. And I think it's been more impressive, but obviously, um, Jokic just has much, much less around him uh, with everyone on their perimeter out for the season, or at least a chance of having being out for the season. Um, reason why I chose Embiid over Jokic was because I think Embiid has a chance of getting to that number one seed, whereas the top two seeds in the in the West, I think are pretty set. And I think Memphis is probably going to stay up there unless they keep uh, having these COVID um, issues on their team. But I think Jokic is the best player in the world. I like him right now. If we change uh, the MVP 
voting to sports bettors instead or people who are in the event analytics community i think the whole way i would attack this would be very different but yeah uh it's it's that's it's more of a popularity contest so uh we got to attack it like that. Murray. <laughs> yeah. i mean the the main problem with Jokic winning the award is he's the sixth seed right now and he won it last year so it's it's going to be tough to break through the momentum of not on a top team and is he really a back-to-back winner for people's minds so i i think that he is like i had him third on my board i do think there's a little value there but i also step in Giannis to me it's, it's that's the two-man race right now so yeah i I think Jokic is in the race, but he's going to need a little help. He's going to need those top guys to fall off a little bit and for him to keep doing it. Uh, Joe, if you had an MVP vote right now, who's your vote? Uh, Definitely Jokic. I just think that it's, he's just been far and away, I think the best player in the league. So, and like, there's not, I don't think there's really criticisms for his game. Whereas, you know, with some of these other guys, it's like you see other players come out of the lineup and you're like, oh, like this impacts that their performance. Whereas with him, it's just like he just perseveres, like he prevails. <laughs> so I, I like I like him. Uh, he would be my vote. All right. Well, that is going to bring us to the sixth pick on the board. My second pick here in the second round. And we have really exhausted the top of my board here. So, gentlemen, you know how I do. Time to go for some long shots here. I had a tier, a top three tier, and then LeBron led my next tier of, I guess, long shots. He is 50 to one, so we have to call him that at this point. I'm going to go a little further down the board, a lot further down the board. I'm going to take someone at 150 to one. I'm going to take my guy, Jimmy Butler. I think that you can make a legitimate case that outside of Jokic and Giannis, when Jimmy Butler has played this season, and I know he's missed a bunch of games, when he has played, I think Butler has as good a case as anybody to be the next, like in that next group of guys with Embiid, with LeBron, with Steph, the way he's fallen off, with Durant. So the Heat are the one seed right now. We saw how good the Heat were early in the season when they were healthy. They haven't been healthy and are the one seed anyway, but are getting healthy now. Duncan Robinson's hitting again. Bam is back. Butler's playing well. Butler can put up some of those triple doubles and just big counting lines. The counting numbers are not really there. So there's an easy case against Butler. He's missed almost half the season so far, but that's going to get less over time. And it's a weird season. So I think they'll not weigh so much against him, but the counting numbers, he's only at 21 and a half points a game. This is really not enough for MVP and only six boards and six assists either. So it, it it's not a very strong candidate by typical measures, but if the Heat really go on a run here as the one seed and Butler looks good, we have people will remember, I think, his run to and in the finals. So I think it's probably more of a cash out option. I think it's more likely that maybe they make a run and he gets on fourth or fifth onto some ballots. But you never know. They're the one seed. If the Warriors fall off and some of the other things we're saying, if things really open up and the Heat really go on a run like they did earlier in the year, I think it get it get into the mix. So Gentlemen, uh, Joe, we'll start with you. Was Jimmy Butler anywhere near your board? Am I just crazy here? I get it. Um, I just think that my only concern is like they've been so good and like they've they've almost like had to survive a lot of different things. So I don't I almost I don't know if I can credit it to Jimmy Butler. Like I feel like the rest of the team is really good. And it's kind of like it's tough because it's like, oh, well, you know, he's the best. He might be the best player on like the best team, but 
I think it's tough. It's tough sell, but I get the value. Yeah, that's true. Jimmy Butler can't be the MVP because Max Struess and Omer Yurtseven exist. They're just too good. Yeah. Yurtseven is a goat. Uh, like, <laughs> shit, bam, out of there. Listen, <laughs> we, we know how Jimmy is. He got those guys ready in practice. They, they're playing yeah. the Jimmy mentality. That's why he's so valuable. They got that big uh, head coffee. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Uh, all right, Roberto, let's get your last pick in here to lead off the third round. All right. Uh, so, as a Heat fan, someone who watched that Heat game, I think there's an argument to be made that Kyle Lowry might be the MVP of this team instead of Jimmy really? Butler, but um, that's a different conversation. <laughs> uh, I think the Heat are just uh, the MVP of the Heat team is their front office for assembling like 14 really good that's players. Um, with my last pick, I'm going to go a little farther down the board than Brandon, uh, and Ooh. I'm going to go with Fred Van Vliet at plus 100,000. Uh, we're going to take a swing here. <laughs> Let's so, go. Uh, Fred Van Vliet's the only one on. The Raptors who can really score. Uh, we talked about OG Ananobi in the preseason as a most improved player candidate. And while he's still a great defender, the scoring leap hasn't happened that yet this year. Um, we talked about how the East is pretty clogged up, how the top teams haven't been very healthy, uh, with the exception of the Heat now getting healthier. And the Bucks are getting healthier as well, but they still don't have Brooke Lopez and they can't uh, change schemes as much defensively uh, because of that. And so Crazier things have happened than the Raptors climbing up the board. They could get, uh, if they just get some injury luck and maybe even a little bit of COVID luck, they could climb up, maybe get into the fourth or fifth spot um, or even higher. Right now, the Raptors are uh, six games out of first place and they sit in the eighth seed, but they're just four spots behind or just four games behind the Sixers. Uh, Fred Van Vliet, you mentioned uh, Brandon, how Nikola Jokic is way ahead of everybody in all the advanced metrics. One of the, I was looking at some of these advanced metrics today, and in like Raptor War, Fred Van Fleet is actually second behind Jokic in the entire league at eight point one, uh, which was pretty shocking to me. Um, he's got the ball well, in his hands. It is named uh, Raptor, so that yeah. seems like cheating. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> I like Fred Van Fleet. I don't love the rest of the of the other picks. The next one on my board would have been Luka Doncic, but at a hundred thousand, uh, at plus a hundred thousand, I think it's worth a swing. Yeah, I don't know if I can get there quite an MVP, but I love the guy. Joe and I did our all-star uh, picks, and I had Freddie, Freddie all-star in my East starting lineup. He's He's been awesome. There, we all agree on that. To play in Canada as like a team that's fighting to make the play-in race, it's a tough climb for, for our guy, but Rockford's own, I'd love to see it. Uh, rooting for my Illinois guy. So we'll see. I think we're all taking long shots here, though. Joe, who's your final pick in the third round here? All right, so if we want to get really weird, I was looking at the standings, and right now, the Charlotte Hornets are only five games out in the loss column, <laughs> and LaMelo Ball is 240 to 1 uh, to win MVP. Now, this is really weird because he might not even make the all-star team, but, <laughs> but he's flashy. He's somebody that people know, casuals know him, and we know the voters a lot of times are casuals. And uh, I think that that's something that could make, like if they somehow ever made a climb, it's probably because LaMelo is just balling out. Not, no pun intended. But uh, I think that at 240 to one, you know, like it's kind of, it's kind of interesting, but like, a, you know, like a $4 bet basically wins you thousand dollars so if you if you pass on if you pass on the guac next time you get a burrito you know you you can get a nice you can get a nice lamello ticket here 
I like it. I I had Lamelo on my board, but not really, not really on my board. I had no. I sent you guys the list of possible drafted names. Lamelo was on there. I, I cut it off at the hundred to one guys. Lamelo was on my list. I was just like, well, they are in a range. What if they make a run here? Yeah, I actually was eyeing the Hornets. Are I think three to one right now to miss the playoffs. The underlying metrics are not great for that team. Oh no, and the Celtics are coming. You know, we, we know that the Raptors will try. We know the Knicks will try. I think that there's a decent chance that the Hornets fall into the play in race and then maybe just, you know, get their one game and, and head home. So uh, I think I'd rather spend my guac money on the three to one and maybe get guac. a burrito oh, next yeah. time. <laughs> but, but I understand it. I love that w- this round we've drafted two guards who might not make the all-star team in the East this season. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to draft a guy that I think will make the all-star team, though as of a couple of weeks ago, I wasn't sure if he would. So I'm going to take Luca. He's my final pick here. I think it's an uphill climb for him because we love to crown our young guys and it doesn't feel like Luca deserves this season. So I think that it could be tough to get there. However, I was surprised looking at his numbers, 25 and a half points, nine boards, eight and a half assists. <laughs> those are robust counting numbers. Like those are MVP counting numbers for sure even in a disappointing year. And what happens if Dallas keeps winning, the defense is good. And what if Luca has that month where those numbers do come back and he puts up a string of like five or six triple doubles in a row, his numbers are close enough that he could ostensibly average a triple double. And I think voters might like to wash out of their mouths, the Russell Westbrook triple double average and give it to Luca. I think we all agree. He's going to win one at some point. It doesn't feel like this year. However, He's 55 to one at FanDuel. He was the betting favorite coming into the season and his numbers are good. And Dallas in the standings is about as good as we might've hoped, I think at this point. So I do think there's a little value there. I don't really believe in the pick, but I I think there's definitely cash out value at 55 to one. He's going to have a, he's going to have a window, I think where he, he makes a run at it. So he was really the last draftable name on my board before I was really scrambling down the list. I looked at Dream on a thousand to one. That was probably my 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 other long shot to go with your guys' long shots. I like it. I mean, I'd rather. I think I'd rather have a Luca ticket than a John Morant ticket right now uh, at the value. Um, he's got like twice his odds are almost three times as long, and he's got better counting numbers in almost every stat um, in points, rebounds, assists. Uh, you know, he's performing a little bit better in terms of efficiency. Not you know not not as much, but the counting numbers are there. Yeah, I agree. So let's talk about that real quickly as we start to wrap mm-hmm. up here. So John Morant, I'm seeing him as long as plus 2,000 at points bet. He's usually the fifth guy at most of these books after Giannis, Steph, and Beat in whatever order, Jokic fourth, and then John Morant. Kevin Durant is the next guy. We didn't draft him either. I was, I think, prepared to maybe take Durant if you had taken yep. Doncic there. I, I, I've never really believed in him as a candidate, but I do think that you know, he's going to miss some time, but everyone's missing time. It's a weird year. It feels like if there's every year to maybe discount that a little bit, this is the time to buy it. Um, other names we didn't really sniff at DeMar DeRozan, neither of the Suns guys, Roberto, did you consider any of those guys or why, why did we pass on all those names for MVP? I, I didn't love any of them. Um, the, the, the next person on my board, uh, as I said, was Luca. But then after that, it would have been Harden uh, just because he has an opportunity right now. He's going to have the ball in his hands. He's going to have the narrative uh, working for him. Um, 
and you could say, oh, at the beginning of the year, rule change, blah, blah, blah. He wasn't that healthy. And now here he is healthy. Durant goes down. They're going to have all these primetime games anyways. And he puts on um, ridiculous shows. He can still shoot the, the lights out. He's still got the best handle, one of the best handles in the NBA. Uh, he's going to put up the counting stats. Uh, and without Durant, obviously, and that Kyrie Irving half the time, who else is going to have the ball? Patty Mills? So it's um, he's going to have the opportunity. Uh, I just didn't love anything. You mentioned yeah. Book and uh, CP3 just butting heads. Um, so you can't have the best player on the best team. And then DeMar DeRozan just, eh. Give yeah. me a Patty Mills ticket, please. Yeah, we, we do not accept <laughs> Patty Mills slander on this podcast. Patty has made Joe and me a lot of props money. This so much year. money. <laughs> I missed by a half point last night, so I'm a little salty. Oh, you had yeah, the bad no, line. Got <laughs> to get that early line. Uh, all right, let's let's uh, let's recap our positions here for our draft pick. So let's, let's uh, go in order here. Give your three picks and what odds you got the ticket at. So, Roberto, who are your picks in order? So my picks were Giannis at plus 320 on FanDuel. My second pick was Joel Embiid at plus 375 on PointsBet. And then my third pick was Fred Van Vliet at 1,000 to 1 on PointsBet as well. All right. How about you, Joe? Uh, I had LeBron at 50 to 1 on FanDuel. I had Jokic at plus 450 on FanDuel. And I had LaMelo Ball at 240 to 1 (laughs) on FanDuel. Plus twenty four thousand. Yeah, <laughs> I, know, I don't. I love that you just went for the plus a hundred thousand, Roberto. I've never heard it that way, and I definitely. <laughs> I, I need to play some plus a hundred thousand. Doesn't it sound better like that? It it absolutely sounds better, and like I'm Captain Longshot. I don't know if I've ever done a, a plus a hundred thousand. I need a plus a million now. Can we get a plus a million somewhere? <laughs> uh, all right, my picks. I took Steph Curry with the first pick at three plus three fifty at DraftKings. Second pick, I went with Jimmy Butler. He's 150 to one at a couple books. And then the final pick was Luka Doncic at 55 to one at FanDuel. Uh, I think that we mostly covered things here. I was going to ask you guys who your longest odds guy on the board was that you think can actually make some noise. I think we got our answers. We got Freddie, we got uh, LaMelo, and Jimmy Butler would be mine. So I think that we'll wrap it up for there. By the time that we all listen to this one again on Friday, we might have another new leader at the top of the MVP board. This thing is going to be moving quickly, so it'll be fun to watch. feels very open. I was saying that earlier, it feels like if you look at the betting board, it doesn't feel like what it should be heading into February. It feels like a preseason betting board. There's not a clear favor right now. So to me, that means there's value. You just got to find the right value there. And uh, maybe that's a plus 100,000 value, and we'll, we'll see what happens. So, uh, Roberto, where can folks find your work at before we get out of here? So, obviously, you can find me on the Action Network. You can also find me on Twitter at RobertoA213. And then I'm also getting back into some golf broadcasting. And you can catch me on PJ Tour Live starting next week at the AT&T Pro-Am at Pell Beach. Awesome. Joe, how about you? Uh, so, my Action Network stuff for sure. And then my Twitter is at Joe Delera. That's D-E-L-L-E-R-A. And you can check out my pod that I do, the Cash That podcast, come out once a week. And uh, I give out my picks in the first 60 seconds. So you uh, you don't have to listen too long. <laughs> Love it. That's a, that's a great way to get those picks out there. Speaking of fast picks, exciting news if you haven't heard yet. Here on this Buckets feed, starting next week on Tuesday, we're going to be debuting what we're calling the Daily Bucket. So that is a quick-hitting best bets show Maybe not quite in the first 60 seconds, but probably like a 10 or 15 minute show be every weekday. 
Matt Moore will host and we'll have a lot of different guests on there. I'm I'm on there. I think Joe's coming on. Roberto, you may come on at times. We you have a lot of friends stopping by, making some picks, best bets, props, 100,000 to one odds, whatever we got for that night. So if you're looking for a quick rundown of how to bet the NBA nightly, that will drop kind of late afternoon, dinner time, just before the game. So we can get you the freshest lines and the freshest info ready to go. Of course, we'll still have a regular podcast on this feed. So come back early next week for the fantasy episode with Titus and Koffler. Big picture with myself, Matt, and Raheem. And then all the usual stuff from there. That's going to wrap it up today. For Roberto and Joe, I'm Brandon Anderson. And this has been the Buckets Podcast. And the MVP race is on.